Immerse yourself in rich biblical history and Christian heritage with Vision Tours. Exploring Australia, the Holy Lands and other global destinations. Forge bonds of lasting friendship as you fellowship with like-minded believers and discover a new richness in your faith in Christ and a broader understanding of the world's Christian heritage. Enjoy the fellowship of a lifetime with Vision Tours. Explore upcoming tour packages at vision.org.au slash tours. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. They said, do you feel like this? Is this is your life troubled? Are you having this and you're having that? And I'm, and I'm sort of ticking off. I've got my eyes closed, my head bowed, and I'm ticking it off. And do you want to receive Jesus? And I kept putting my hand up saying, yeah, I want to receive Jesus. Because every time I've done it, it was quite emotional. But no one actually explained it to me, what that meant. So it wasn't until I went to Brisbane, and then they took me on the back. And I went, oh, I've done this five other times. <laughs> the Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, Mick Bentham has a highly successful roofing business, but as we'll hear today, his main focus is not building a business empire. Today, we'll hear how God called him to be kingdom-minded, that is, to make building God's kingdom his top priority. Mick Bentham is chatting with Eric Scadabo and sharing the remarkable ways God has worked in his life. Mick Bentham, welcome to the program. Thanks very much, Eric. Thanks very much for inviting me. Glad to have you with us. And before we hear about how God has been working in your life, let's find out a little bit about your roofing business. Yeah, I own a, a roofing company called Certified Roofing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're um, 18 and a half years old. And um, yeah, started from scratch. And basically, we, we replace roofs all over Brisbane, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast. So take old roofs off and put new roofs on, which is predominantly basically metal roofing, which is a color bond. Uh, with Blue Scope Steel. And that's going pretty good for you? It's going very well. I've been very, very blessed. Um, you know, running a business from scratch, I've never run a business before when I started it. And yeah. uh, uh, I've done everything wrong you could possibly think of, but that's how I've learned. Huh. Yeah. I'm one of those people, if you, uh, you know, someone, when, you, when you're little and your, your parent would leave a, a hot stove on, they say, don't touch that, it's hot. And you go, yep, as soon as they turn their back, you'll touch it. You go, oh, oh yeah, it is hot. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I've learned my lessons, like how long do I leave my fingers on there to uh, see how much it gets burnt. It depends on the, how much of a lesson I needed to learn. <laughs> so that's how I've learned through business. Oh, yeah, it sounds like a lot of hard lessons learned. <laughs> it does, yeah. Okay, and as we heard in the introduction, there's a whole lot more going on in your life because the Lord has led you to be more kingdom-oriented. Is that right? That's correct, yeah. I, I knew how to run a business, but how do you run God's business? Mm. And what does that look like? Yeah, okay. Well, let's get to your life story and how step-by-step step, God has led you to be more kingdom-oriented. Let's start where it all began, back in London. Is that right? What year were you born? Uh, born in 1971. Raised in London until I was about 11 years old. And, uh, and then we came to Australia. And what were your first impressions upon arriving in Australia? Um, it's funny. I, I, uh, we got off the plane. We're driving down the down the freeway, and I'm looking up every single tree, looking for a koala. I'm <laughs> um, looking on field, looking on the side of the, you know, on the side of the road, and uh, thinking kangaroos are going to come jumping across <laughs> in the middle of Sydney. Uh, so yeah, that's sort of things uh, we was looking at. We wouldn't walk on grass with bare feet because we thought it was going to get bitten by a funnel web. <laughs> oh wow! So yeah, and, and was you know wouldn't go near a rock because you think snakes were going to come out because we got told that everything in Australia kills you, <laughs> even the moths. So so we 
So yes, uh, we we had big, sort of a big picture of where how Australia was going to look like when we got here. <laughs> so I take it you were pleasantly surprised that it wasn't like that. No, no, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. My old man used to uh, always take make fun of us when we was in the UK, leading up to the last two weeks, and you know he'll he'll look at something and go, "See that? We'll have one of them in Australia. It might be like a you know multi million dollar boat." He goes, "See that house? We'll have that in Australia." And he just picked all these different things out that was just totally out of reach. But just, uh, you know, um, getting us excited, I suppose, to come yeah. to a new country. Yeah. But you did have We some... never got the boat, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but you did have some challenges in Australia. Is that right? We did have Australia. Yeah, I did. Did have some challenges. Um, going to school, obviously, was a lot different. I was as white as snow. Um, and I, had a, I spoke funny. Uh, so I got picked on a lot when I was at school. So I came in in grade five, I think it was. And, uh, yeah, got picked on a lot. And, uh Sort of have a few had a few school fights and mm. um, so yeah, um, but but other than that, it was uh, it was hard at first, but it was still good in the same thing, you know. So just like all things, you you move to a new country, you're going to have challenges, especially yeah. as a school kid. And did you have any relatives in Australia? No, no, it was just uh, my mum, my dad, and my two older sisters, and and uh, that was it. I've got a big family in the UK. Um, so my my mom's got five sisters. My dad's got two sisters. They've all had at least four kids each. So, and then so I've got a lot of cousins. Mm-hmm. But we're the only ones here in Australia. So that must have created some unique challenges being away from all your relatives. Yeah, I'd say the first two years was probably the most challenging and different. You know, missing your family and mm-hmm. can't go to see nan and granddad and that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, but I suppose when you look back at it now, it it made us as a family much closer. Because mm-hmm. we only yeah. had each other, yeah. So um, it, it really did make us a lot closer. So if there was any um, um, struggles or issues in the family, or you know, with mum and dad with their work and stuff like that, um, we sort of got together and um, and worked together as a family and got stronger. And did you have any spiritual background growing up? Uh, Catholic. That was about it. Roman Catholic. Sort mm-hmm. of born into it. Um, didn't know much about it. Believed God, but that was about it. Never had a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened when I got saved, uh, when I was 30. Yeah, so how did members of your family finally become Christians and put their faith in Jesus and have a personal relationship? Yeah, we all do now here in Australia, mm-hmm. my mum and dad and my sisters and myself. Um, my mum started first. We thought she was a bit of a freak. She started watching <laughs> this Benny Hinn show at 4 o'clock in the morning. And oh, uh, wow. over the time, over like two years, she had like nine Bibles and and we're just thinking, okay, well, makes mum happy, you know, but just we thought she was a little bit weird. And yeah. um, she started, and you get, you know, she, obviously she learned, she was on a, a, a spiritual walk herself. So mm-hmm. she started to learn all the things that I was about to learn and didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, then my sister got saved. Um, mm-hmm. So my mum got saved at four o'clock in the morning watching Benny Hinn. Um, then my, my sister got saved next, and then myself, and then my dad. Oh, wow. One by one. Yeah, all different experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was the hard nut. He was a hard one to crack. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he uh, he came out of a out of shower and uh, fell over and just sort of collapsed and uh, really? basically had uh, cut. Yeah, so he was in an induced coma for eight days, and um, so God really wanted him so to shake <laughs> him up. Yeah, he had, had basically blood clots all over his lungs from mm. smoking from such a young age, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, so from that experience, he woke up and um, we had a pastor there, and uh, he said. Want to give yourself to the Lord and start talking to Him, and uh, so yeah, gave himself to the Lord, and uh, and then His journey started. Hmm. And what was it for you personally that uh, caused you to put your faith in Jesus? 
Um, I was searching. I was working for another company at the time. It was very uh, typical. I work in the building industry, so mm-hmm. it was a typical company, I suppose, um, back in uh, back in nineteen ninety two, I think it was, and um, I slowly become a supervisor and then manager. But it was just all drinking and smoking, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, 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 all the reps would come out and they'll take it to the pubs and mm-hmm. uh, and and then. And I was recently married, and I was searching for something. I'm thinking this this is I didn't like it. Was I was uncomfortable about it. And uh, mm. one particular guy I worked with was completely off the rails, and um, sort of dragged me down his road. Mm. And I wasn't I was uncomfortable about it. And mm. cut long story short, I went to um, I had to go to Sydney to because I was living in Brisbane at the time. Mm-hmm. I had to go to Sydney, and um, I caught up with a friend. He goes, "I'm going to go to church." I said, "Oh, you want to come with us?" And I said, "Oh, yeah, I haven't been for a few years, so." Let's go, and I'm 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 used to Catholic church, mm-hmm. and um, so there he, he took me to church, and he took me to Hillsong Church mm. in Castle Hill, and that just blew my mind apart. <laughs> I, I walked in, there's like five thousand people, yeah. There's cameras, there's this, it just blew me away, yeah. and um, I gave myself to the Lord there and then, uh, at the end of the uh, service, and uh, put my hand up and everything else, and afterwards, some some young lady came down and gave me a Bible and and um, gave me some. Um, literature and that, and uh, I walked away, and um, I felt really good. I, I was bawling my eyes out when I when I gave myself to the mm. Lord, but I'd, I didn't know what I'd done. Yeah. So every time I went back to Sydney, I'd make sure I'd uh, be close to the weekend so I could go to church. So um, five times I went there, and five times I put my hand up, and I got five Bibles over the time. <laughs> well, why <laughs> I did still you didn't keep know going? What I didn't know what I'd done. <laughs> why did you keep on raising your hand? Uh. Because they, they ask you, oh, do you feel like this and do you feel like that? And this is, you know, is this is how your life is? And I kept putting my hand up and going, yeah, it is, it is. Oh, but I, kept going, oh, I, I was see. still working for the same company. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I'm trying to live a Christian life, uh, like a, a life that I felt where I, I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. But every, you know, during the week, every every morning I'd go to work and it was like crossing over to the dark side, so mm-hmm. to speak. And uh, and then I come home, so I'm trying to live a Christian life at home, but then I'm going to work on the dark side. It was really weird. Mm. And and eventually, on the fifth time, they they said, "Oh, if you've just raised your hand, would you like to come to a VIP meeting afterwards?" So I did, and I met a few people, and I said, "Is there anything like this in Brisbane?" And they um, told me to go to a church in Brisbane, which I did, and it was Wayne Alcorn's church um, mm-hmm. in the Brisbane city. There, um, it was burnt down since then, but um, before then, and I went to the church and. Um, I uh, the same thing happened. Put your hand up if you want to get saved, and uh, or if you want to receive Jesus into your life. And I did. And uh, but at this time, um, they said, "Other oh, people just, you know, uh, raise their hand. Uh, would you come down the front?" And I'm, I'm not going down the front. And then uh, all of a sudden, I got a tap on the shoulder from the person behind me and said, "Oh, you know, encouraging me to walk down the front and go, no, mate, I'm right. I'll stay here." And then the geezer in front of me, he turned around and then he started encouraging me. And then the person I was in on the aisle seat. And then the person next to me on the other aisle, he started I'm going, oh, my God, they're coming from everywhere, you know? <laughs> so um, I, I, anyway, cut long story short, I stepped out into the aisle and I started walking down towards the front. And I think that was the, the main point where I felt overwhelmed and my chest puffed up and I just – and I felt very emotional and I'm walking and I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm, I'm doing this now, I'm doing it. And mm. I walked up and um, we, they prayed for us. And then they took us out the back. And they prayed for us and then explained to us or explained to me for the very first time what I'd actually did. Mm. I went, oh, I've done this five other times. 
and they gave me a Bible. And then from there, um, I went to City Point Christian Church and um, started my journey. Yeah. And, uh, I was just wondering, why did you keep doing the same thing? You, you felt like you still had to accept Christ again and again? They didn't explain to you that it's like a one-time thing? Yeah, no, no one, no one told me that. They oh. said, "Do you do? Um, do you feel like this? Is this is your life troubled? Are you having this and you having that?" And I'm, and I'm sort of ticking off. I've got my eyes closed, my head yeah. bowed, and I'm ticking it off. And do you want to receive Jesus? And I kept putting my hand up, saying, "Yeah, I want to receive Jesus." Because every time I'd done it, it was quite emotional. Mm-hmm. And then you know, six weeks would go past because I'm back here in Brisbane and I'm working mm. for the other company. And then I go back. It's like being spiritually cleansed every time I went mm. to church on the, you know, every six weeks. Yeah. But no one actually explained it to me. Right. What that meant. So it wasn't until I went to Brisbane and then they took me behind the back and I went, oh, okay, now I understand. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have to do this every Sunday. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I think, why do they keep giving me Bibles all the time? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yes, yeah, so I think I think God really wanted me because he had he had six cracks at it. <laughs> So he definitely had something for me to do. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with business owner Mick Bentham, who's sharing his life journey with us. We'll hear more of how God has been working in Mick's life when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. Our guest today is Mick Bentham, who has a highly successful roofing business. He's sharing his life story with us today. Before the break, we heard how Mick became a Christian after several members of his family had previously. Now we'll find out what happened next in Mick's life as he continues his chat with Eric Scadabo. About that same time you started your own business, why did you do that? Yeah, so that's when Dad got sick and came out, and I needed two weeks off to take care of Mum because she didn't drive. Mm-hmm. And then um, Dad came good after two weeks. I mm-hmm. took two weeks off work, and um, just really felt God saying, "You know, he needs he needs to go out by yourself." So um, I quit my job and started certified roofing back in uh, the first of May two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, let's let's start it. And um, I had <laughs> it was it was it just I just stepped out. I just had full faith, this is what God wanted me to do. And I was going to church, so I'd only been going to church for about six six to eight weeks. Oh, when wow. all this, a, a lot of multiple things that happened at the same time. Yeah. And then I met, and I didn't know, I didn't know about the Bible. Like I, didn't, I hadn't read the Bible. I didn't know how to start. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Bible group or Bible study. And I think it was about the sixth week. Um, I, had, I just had a, uh, my daughter, Chloe, was born, and she had bright red hair, and she was about six, six, eight months old. And... Um, this couple came up to me and said, "Oh, um, you know, your daughter's you know very beautiful, pretty. Can I have a cuddle?" So yeah, yeah, and we started talking. And um, cut long story short, they were pastors, and uh, they had their own ministry called Freedom in Christ Ministry. Mm-hmm. And um, that was Tony and Oral Piper. And over time, they became my spiritual parents. Oh, okay. And I basically had a crash course of Christianity because they uh, Freedom in Christ Ministries is pretty much basically all about deliverance. Mm. and demonic warfare and spiritual mm-hmm. warfare and all that. And um, so you know, it was baby steps, 
but uh, within a year, within twelve months, I, uh, I, I sort of I felt like I knew more than a Christian that had been twenty years old. Mm. So yeah, so it was a sort of crash course of Christianity and, and really knowing it. And uh, in the same sort of time, as I said, multiple things happened in the same year. I got a friend who worked with uh, Kenneth Copeland Ministries, and he rang me up and he said, um, "Mick, I had a dream about you last night, and I really feel like you need to go do this course called um, Business by the Book by Crown Financial Ministries." And I said, "He goes, you should sign up. I really feel like God telling me you need to do this." I said, "Okay." So I ignored him, of course. Mm. And uh, two weeks later, he rang me back and he said, uh, have you signed up? I said, no. He goes, mate, I had another dream. You've huh. got to do it. I said, okay. Wow. So I listened to him and I, I signed up. And that was the first time I met Wesley Leake uh, from Business Blessings. And mm-hmm. um, he was running the course at that time, came from the US by Crown. It was, yeah, Business by the Book. Basically, how to run a business under biblical principles. Yeah, so here you had this business going, but you had no idea how to do it with biblical yeah. principles. Is that right? Yeah, I was just I was just fudging along and <laughs> thinking, yeah, I'll do this, we'll do that, and uh, I didn't really know much about it. But um, and and that really sort of uh, that was the first time so I opened my eyes a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And and declaring it God's business, it's not your. If you're a Christian and you you know are you gonna you're gonna go to church on Sunday, but then you're gonna run your business without him, or do you yeah. want him party business and um, helping you along the way? Yeah. I said, yeah, well, of course, yeah, I want him to help along the way. I want, you know, he goes, okay, well, then, um, do you want some, you know, you, you've got to, you need to declare it God's business. Is it yours or is it God's? Mm-hmm. And, I, and, you know, and then I struggled with that. Oh, well, it's mine. He goes, okay, so, so is the money yours as well? I said, well, yeah. And he goes, well, so if God's going to be in your business, wouldn't, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you want to pay him, so to speak? Like they were breaking mm-hmm. it down very simple terms. Yeah. And I thought, oh, no, well, if it's, you know, if you're giving your, your life to Jesus? I said, yes. He goes, then you've got to give, you should give, you've got to give everything to Jesus. You've got to completely, um, they say die in the flesh, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. you, yeah. so yes, I, I gave, I gave God over, over time. Um, mm-hmm. I slowly, my grip slowly loosened and my white knuckles, huh. blood started to flow through it. And, <laughs> and I slowly let go of my business and yeah. gave it to God and um, including the finances and everything that I've done. And during that time, I had many, many different testimonies of learning those things, of, of trusting God. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one particular time is I'm standing, I, I had a, I had a, um, a client owed me um, about $40,000. Wow. And this is this is about the I think it was I don't know, year and a half or second year into business, mm-hmm. and um, he'd owed me for a while. And I've done everything right. I've done everything completely correctly. But he's just stubborn and didn't want to pay me the last forty thousand, mm. and just dragging, dragging it out. And um, after about eight weeks, and I had bills to pay. And yeah. that forty thousand back then was a lot of money for of me. Of course, yeah. So I'm not sleeping, and at three o'clock in the morning, I'm waking up and I'm I'm pacing the tiles down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And uh, three o'clock in the morning, I'm getting angry and angrier. And um, I, I, I haven't told you this, but I, um, I started boxing when I was nine years old mm-hmm. in the UK. Oh, okay. And I had eleven fights in the UK, and I had the rest. I had uh, I had forty eight all up, forty eight fights, and the rest were here in Australia. And um, so yeah, so I've, I know how to handle myself, and I'm, but and obviously the the anger as well, trying to control your anger. Yeah. So yeah. At three o'clock in the morning, I'm pacing these tiles up and down in my underwear. <laughs> At three o'clock in the morning, thinking of these this builder, and I want my money back. Yeah. And I'm thinking he's sitting there sleeping, and I'm sitting there panicking because in two days' time I've got to pay all the all the supplies, and I, and yeah. he's got my money. Right. So I ended up grabbing the car keys and a baseball bat. Oh wow! 
and I thought, right, I'm going to go get the money. And um, I went to the garage door to open it, and it's like this. It was really weird. It was only to me, but it was like an audible voice in my mind, mm-hmm. and he said, what are you doing? And I went, and it was God, and I was just going, well, I'm going to get my money, aren't I? You ain't. And he said, well, whose money is it? And then I sat, I sat there, and I thought, well, okay, it's yours, but I've still got to get it. And he goes, well, if it's mine, don't worry about it. He uh-huh. goes, go get some sleep. He said, don't, he goes, is it really mine? I said, yes, it's yours. He goes, have you given me the business? I said, yes, it's yours. He goes, well, then don't worry about it. Leave it with me. Mm. So I went back to sleep. I went back to bed, and I didn't worry about it. Yeah. Two days later, that money came into my account. Wow. Now, the moment that, it was just a test. It was a small test for me. God's given me many, many tests since then. <laughs> yeah, I, but that but was I one think it's very a very significant test. Yeah, it's a significant development that, well, obviously, as a business person, you're used to being in control. Absolutely. So handing over control to the Lord is counterintuitive to the way your life had been up to that point. And then mm. also, it's a very real temptation to be angry when somebody wrongs you. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So that was my biggest, it, that took me, I'll be honest, that took me about five to six years to completely let go of the business. Mm. It was, it's been a journey. Mm-hmm. And the only way I could do it, I'd have my quiet time in the morning and I'd have to, I'd close my eyes and I'd be, I'd be praying to God and I'd be talking to him. And I'll actually, in the physical, I'll be placing my hands out mm. with my eyes closed and here, God, take the reins of my business. Mm. I don't want it. It's mm-hmm. yours. And I had to actually put my hands out. Yeah. Some days I forget and I'll mm. be driving to work. I went, oh, I haven't, I haven't handed it over. Mm. So I'm at the traffic lights and I've got my eyes closed, my arms out far, further and, and people on either side of me are looking at me really weird thinking I'm a weirdo because <laughs> I'm, I'm praying, I'm putting my hands out in the midair to yeah. nothing. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that in my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it to God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, another thing you learned uh, is that not all people who call themselves Christians are actually running their business on biblical principles. Is that something you learned? Yeah. Yes, that's another thing I learned. So I was very naive when Mm -hmm. I first became a Christian. Mm -hmm. So when I'd done business by the book and I learned so much and I went, Wow, this is this is this is awesome. This is the way business should be should be ran. Yeah. So I just assumed that all Christian people, uh, people who are giving themselves to God and run a business and they've they've declared God, it's their business. It's mm-hmm. his business. So mm-hmm. um, I just assumed that. Yeah. And uh, so all people that I deal with, I try to deal with Christians. And over time, I've realized that I used to get burnt by most of the Christians that yeah. I, <laughs> I do business with, unfortunately. Um, mm. but And that's, that's just having awareness. They haven't learned it. So, mm. um, so yeah, I just, I just assumed. I was very naive. I thought all, biz, all Christian businesses um, were based on and, and ran on biblical principles. Um, and that's one thing I had to learn. And then I, I realized there was a difference between a Christian running a business, a Christian business, and a kingdom company. Uh, being kingdom mind and kingdom business, that is God's business, and you're using the funds to advance his kingdom mm-hmm. uh, where he leads you to, you know, via the Holy Spirit, obviously, but uh, and that could be overseas. So it's feeding the poor, healing the sick, you know, um, evangelizing. Now, I'm not an evangelist, you know, mm-hmm. um, but... I sow into organizations like Red Frogs, for instance. Mm-hmm. They are the biggest evangelist uh, organization I know, and they're, and they're hitting the youth. Mm-hmm. And um, so I sow into Red Frogs, so we become a, a, you know, a partner with them. Uh, and then you've got the lost sheep when you've got someone who's on drugs and they've gone or they've been abused in the family, mm-hmm. and you've got the lost sheep, and, and, and they've, they've started off good, but then they've lost their way. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Teen Challenge, and we've partnered with Teen Challenge, and, and they 
they go get that lost sheep and bring them back. Um, I've been in, you know, obviously we would talk about Nepal where I've fed the poor and uh, helped educate people. Um, so there's, there's all things that yeah. we use the, the company now. So we use the funds to uh, advance God's kingdom in, in, in whatever way he tells me to. Yeah, so it sounds like God has broadened your horizons as far as your perspective. It's not just a business. Now you're looking at, well, how can I be a positive contributor to society and more specifically to furthering God's kingdom? Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the main reason why I run business. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, find out about this progression. In 2009, you flew to Hawaii. What happened there? I did, yeah. So uh, Wesley Leake said, oh, um, Mickey, because I, really, I kept asking him questions, you know, do you know any, I want to speak to more kingdom-minded people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but trying to, they're busy people when you do, you know, somewhere in different states. Yeah. Um, but he said, look, there's a conference coming up. I think you should really... I think you'd be really uh, blessed by it. So, and it was in Hawaii, and I went to a conference in Hawaii. I said, "Absolutely, I'm there." <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the conferences in the place in the world, go to Hawaii, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I went there with um, with Wesley Leake and uh, Jenny, the late Jenny Clappen, a great um, spiritual prayer partner for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to Hawaii, and we went to a conference that was run by Ed Savolso called Transform the Nations. And during that conference, my eyes just opened up, and um, uh, I, I literally got convicted one night uh, by the pastor was telling me their testimonies, and I just sat there and just cried like a baby. Mm. And it was, it was pretty much all these these speakers that got up; they were business people, they were they were pastors, they were ordinary people just running their daily lives, and how God has used them and called them to do a specific thing. And the biggest thing is stepping out. In faith. Well, that was part one of Eric Scadabo's chat with Mick Bentham, who owns a business called Certified Roofing. As we heard today, God's been working in Mick's life and showing him that he's not just a Christian who owns a business, but rather he owns a business so that he can help build God's kingdom. That's been a gradual process, but as we heard, step by step, the Lord has been leading him. Next time, we'll hear how this eventually leads Mick to some remarkable adventures in Nepal. It's all coming up next time. This all reminds me of a foundational Bible verse, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And by all these things, it's referring to all of our basic needs. We know that our God will supply all our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Finally, today we heard that one of the persons in Mick's life had helped him grow as a Christian businessman was past guest Wesley Leake from Business Blessings Ministry. To find out more information about this helpful ministry, the website is businessblessings.com.au. Once again, that's businessblessings.com.au. Well, thanks for joining us for part one of Mick Bentham's story. Until next time, when we'll hear part two, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I went to Bunnings Warehouse and I got an aluminium plate about a metre long. It was about three mil thick and then I bought an engraver and um, I engraved 2 Chronicles 7.14 into the plate. So we Went up to the highest point. We had I had um, pastors and prayer partners behind me, and we reclaimed the land, drove the stake in the ground, and um, so it's still there today. Mick Bentham's learned that he's not just a Christian who owns a business, but rather he owns a business so that he can help build God's kingdom. We'll hear how building God's kingdom eventually leads Mick to Nepal. That's next time. 
the story. Just another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 